Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am here today with my co-host Ashley. And we are here to talk about the miniseries? The show? It's called a TV series. The TV series. If you can call it that, since it's on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, Poker Face, which is on Peacock. And I stumbled across the commercial for Poker Face, I don't even know where, somewhere on the internet. And it intrigued me enough that I was like, we gotta get Peacock so that we can watch that show. <laughs> oh, goodness. And we watched all of it. Not like, like we chugged through it super fast, but... No, we, we kind of took our time. But it, it's prone to that because it's episodic. Yeah. And, um... I loved it. Spoiler alert! <laughs> How did you feel about it? I did. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I thought... I don't know, because Zach kept comparing it to... Columbo? Columbo, which I think is... It was inspired by that. It seems like it. I've never watched Columbo. Yeah, I'm not very familiar. I remember, like, my grandpa having Columbo yeah. on when I was, like, five. Yeah. And it's like a private eye show, kind of sure. like Murder, She Wrote, where it's like, episode of the week. Well, okay, but I just feel like if you're going to compare Poker Face to Murder, She Wrote, yeah. like, that's not really fair. Yeah. So that's where I didn't know, like, is Columbo a fair comparison, or is Maybe. it just a similar concept? Because yeah. I thought Poker Face was really different. Yeah, it was. And so that's where I'm like, I don't know if it's actually like Columbo at all. Yeah. See, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with it. I think she is probably more like Columbo with the kind of character that she is okay. than she would be like the murder she wrote well, yeah. or anything like that. Right. Um, so I'm guessing that there are nods to it. But are th is, is there still, I feel like there's a big difference between the Charlie character played by Natasha Lyonne yeah. and, uh, you know... Grizzly old white detective man. We've seen that a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. She felt new to me. Yeah. She was great. She was hilarious. I absolutely loved she her. She was hilarious and, like, like she, I don't know, I felt like she gave a lot of range in this show because, like, oh, you yeah. saw her upset and you saw her terrified mm -hmm. and she's still cracking jokes. Like... Such a lovable character. So great. In such a package that, like... I don't know. Like, watching her, she's kind of this, like, washed-up person mm -hmm. getting by on the corners and out fringes of humanity. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of people would take her as, like, white trash or whatever yeah. that phrase is. But she is such a delightful... And a good person. And, like, a good person, exactly. Like, she's just so unique and like that actress has a very like unique voice oh, yeah. and look already anyway so that helps mm -hmm. but they made a really great character for yeah. her I think. I think so too. And she really pulled it off. So the premise of the show yes. is Charlie Kale Charlie Kale is her name mm -hmm. and that's Natasha Leone and she is yeah kind of washed up living in a trailer park in like Vegas? No, I don't even know. Somewhere. Like, she works in a casino. Mm -hmm. She's serving drinks in a casino. And she has this unique quality of absolutely knowing anytime someone is lying. Yeah. 
This has gotten her in trouble before. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, a past with counting cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, was raking in big bucks, nearly got caught, got shut down. Word went around. They weren't letting her into the casinos. Yeah. She's not allowed to gamble anymore. Yeah. Um, so the owner of the casino that she works at wants to utilize her ability. Like, he finds out she yeah. can do this. Yeah. And he's like, well, I want to, I'll compensate you. I want to set up this poker player. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember the whole spiel. Yeah. It, well, it was like some rich guy that he was trying to like, it used to be like the rich people were loyal to this casino. Yeah. And the casino treated them really well. But now all these rich people, like, they don't actually blow their money here. Mm-hmm. They use them and then they kind of, bring their business elsewhere sure. so he's like screw you guys we're gonna get let's take you for all your worth take them for all their worth right so that's the setup for the pilot but we have a little wrench thrown into the operation when charlie's friend Mm -hmm. shows up dead and what this show does with each episode is you watch a murder play out Yep. Generally without Charlie involved at all. I think that happened with this one too. Yeah. We started the episode with this other woman. Yeah. And she's going to work at the casino. I think she cleans the hotel rooms. Yep. Yep. And um, I don't even know if we know that she has issues with her husband at that point. Maybe she has some text messages from him. Yeah. Maybe he shows up at, the, at her work. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. She's going home. Because she saw a thing on a computer in one of the rooms, and she told her boss. And he was like, you know, this is is traumatic. You should go home. I'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So she goes home, and then uh, her boss's goonie breaks into her house and kills her. Yeah. And her husband. Yeah. And it gets reported as a murder-suicide. Yeah. Like, the husband killed the wife. Yeah. And which is believable, because he was abusive. Yeah. And... Um, then we backtrack and we find out that Charlie and this girl are friends and they work together. They carpool to work together. Yeah. Uh, they hang out outside of work and, sh- you know, Charlie's telling her, like, you should leave your husband. He's done this before. He's a piece of work, you yeah. know. And, um, so when we get back to the current moment in time, Charlie knows something's up. Yes. She knows that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Something's not adding up. And so she starts to backtrack through everything that her friend did that day and trace her steps and figure out where things went awry. Right. And that's how each episode goes. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just so fun to watch. It is. It is. And like you said, they do that in every single episode Mm -hmm. where, like, they play out this murder. It's its own unique story. And, like... A movie, almost. And then, then like, you find out that Charlie was there the whole time. (laughs) Like, you never see her. Yeah, each, like, the the first 15 minutes, if around that, of each episode is this whole new cast of characters. Mm -hmm. And they're set up and what they are telling you. Yeah. And then somebody dies. Mm -hmm. And then you backtrack and find out Charlie was there all along, working in the whatever. Yes friends with the murder victim usually mm-hmm. and she and she knows something's up when her friend turns up dead <laughs> yes her friend turns up dead and like inevitably somebody lies and yep. that's how she gets involved because yep. she knows they're lying and she's like why um and the majority of the time she is 
talking to the murderer. Yeah. And not knowing that they are the murderer. Yeah. And just knowing that they're lying to her face and she can't figure out why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and anyway, the, that first, you know, pilot, like, ends because you find out that she's working in this hotel or this casino in the first place because the boss's dad, who's like the kingpin of this little operation, mm-hmm. is the one who kind of found out that she was reading cards yeah. and caught her. Shut her down. Shut her down, but was like, come work for me. Mm-hmm. As a waitress, kind of kept her close. And um, anyway, <clears throat> she finds out that these people that she's like going to help, I don't even remember how that all goes down, but like... Well, her friend was killed, and then she figures yeah, out that, that her friend died. Her boss, which is the son of the kingpin, yeah, was responsible. Yeah, Adrian Brody and Ron Perlman. Like, it, what? Uh, they have so many big actors yeah, they just do. in like one episode. <laughs> yeah. that adds to the element of fun. I, I don't like. <laughs> remember what was on the computer. Like, I don't either. What she saw that got her killed, I, can't I don't remember. remember. Was it like? child I don't know creepiness it, like I don't, I don't know if it was um regardless um what does she do she corners him she basically like doesn't show up for their thing he is mad and talking to her and it's like what the heck and she just starts like telling him like I know what you did you mm-hmm. jackass and then he finds out that she basically, like, I think told the guy the plan that she was supposed to be, like, catching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she, like, exposed it is. She, like, totally used Which it against is going owner. to shut down his casino ultimately. Yeah, and he has daddy issues, and he jumps off a ledge and commits suicide. Yep. Like, right in front of her, and she's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And then his right-hand man, Goonie, is, like, gonna capture Who her. is... What's his face? I just... It's the Miss Congeniality that's Man. That's all I know him what's from. What's his name? We should really know his name. He was a delight in this he show, was, too. He's <laughs> always been a delight. What a gift. Oh, he was just an absolute gem. But he's trying to, like, catch her, and she just books it. Why are we now? Did you find him? <laughs> Benjamin Bratt? Okay. That sounds right. Cliff. Cliff. Um, so he's chasing her down, and she's on the run. Well, he's becomes the right-hand man of Ron Perlman. Yeah. The kingpin. Yeah, the kingpin. Well, you think he always kind of was. Yes. He was just helping his son at this casino, and, um... Babysitting. Yeah, babysitting, basically. And, um, she's running, and the Ron Perlman guy calls her, like, the I next day. I do feel like we should take a second to talk about him. I love him. Benjamin Bratt, I mean. Oh, I love him, Cliff. Like, what... <laughs> How is he better looking than he was in Miss Congeniality? First of all, how dare you? Oh, he's a silver fox. <laughs> Second of all, totally believe that he is, like, the mob's hitman. Like, oh, yeah. a thousand he's percent. pulling it off. Pulling it off. Scary as heck. Yep. Amazing. Ten out of ten. He did a great job. It was great. I and loved I it. I loved his dynamic. Like, they didn't have many scenes together, but, like, him and her playing off each other in those With moments. Charlie, yeah. Yeah, no, they like were. They had good chemistry, and I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of hope we keep them around a little bit, just because I yeah. enjoy watching them. They were fun. Um, but anyway, Ron Perlman calls Charlie, and he's like, well, you're, you're in you for You better a run, basically. Like, there's nowhere here, and she's like, well, what did you do? And she's like, well, you know, 
And he basically tells her, like, there's nowhere you can go or I can't find you. Right. We can play this game if right. you want. And she breaks her phone, throws it out the window. She's off the grid. She's running. And she's just taking off in her car. And that's where we get this every different week there's a new episode. Because she's, she's traveling. somewhere else working some rinky-dink job for cash only because mm-hmm. she's trying to not be tracked. Yep. And that's how she gets herself into all these different locations and situations. She's in, like, <laughs> what a, great setup. a 1970... Plymouth? Yeah. I don't even know. That, oh, yeah. Like, that's where <laughs> I think we mentioned this in, like, the content we crave. I think mm-hmm. Ashley mentioned, like, it sounds like you just want Poker Face, because it combined, combined like, multiple of the aesthetics that yeah. I said I wanted. Yeah. Well, especially in the beginning, because we started in oh, the Southwest. In the Southwest, classic cars, and then... But just like the traveling around, living out of cozy car. mystery element, cozy mystery, and I also had a little bit of like supernatural vibes, yep. depending on where they were, and it was just such fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something I really crave, no matter where it is, Southwest or Midwest or you know Northwest, whatever. I love that like old Americana aesthetic, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people do, and I feel like we can never have that aesthetic. Just as a well, we can, but it's hard to find that aesthetic just as like a fun time. Mm-hmm. I feel like people always have to have like really deep stuff, or commentary, yeah, or, or something, you know. Or it's painted as a bad thing, yeah, and like something to escape. Yeah, exactly. Or we have to have commentary on America's not actually that great. Or we have to have some drug addict man's coming of age story. Yeah. Um, and like some of those things are good, but I just like oh, I just want the I just want I like the backdrop for yeah. fun, for funsies, mm-hmm. and the show I think kind of delivered that a little bit more of this, less of Fargo. Yeah, yeah, which was very very fun. Yeah, to touch on all these different places because yeah, like one of the episodes takes place in like the deep south, right, and one of them takes place in Texas, like the Colorado mountains. The barbecue, the barbecue one. one the, yeah, that was. That was in Texas. Yeah. And just, like, so in multiple different places, we have different backdrops. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that's not exactly, like, a big part of the show, but it feels like the heart of the show. Like, it gives extra flavor. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's the premise, which, you know, I mean, where we end the show, I don't know that another season could be the same thing. Yeah. So it's kind of its own little yeah. bubble. It is, yeah. Of traveling stories. Yeah. I loved it. And yeah, it's, it almost gives you that, like, ambling road trip story. Yeah. Even though it's not the genre. That, right. It's, it's that without it being the genre. Well, and, and I mean, you know, maybe this makes it less realistic, but I liked that she's not a cop. Mm-hmm. I liked that she's just some person. Yeah. Well, we had to have a semi-fantastical loophole of which she can always tell when someone's lying. Yeah. Like, we're starting with that semi-fantastical I just loophole. feel like they could have done that. And made her a private eye. Yeah. And or they didn't. a detective. She's just a Charlie. cop. She's just, a, she was a cocktail waitress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Like, I don't know. She's such a. And I think that's part of where, like, she's very honest herself in the show, which adds to her, her charm and her funniness. Like, she's not afraid to say it like it is. Yeah. But she's, she's genuinely kind. And right. She gets involved in all these mysteries because she meets these people and they're kind to her. And yeah, she feels obligated to them because yeah. they're well, her I don't friends. even I don't even feel like it is an obligation so much. It's more of a it's she justice. Wants to it She's out. like, this shouldn't have happened to this person. That was yeah. a wrong thing. Yeah, right. I want to figure out what happened, and it's more yeah. like it 
bothers her, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, I she's think he's great. Yeah, she's got that. Maybe it's a chaotic good alignment. But yeah. There's definitely that good alignment mm-hmm. in her that right. makes her want to figure it out. Yep. But so, yeah, we have the brief rundown of episodes, I guess. Um,. Well, the second episode, <laughs> I think the second episode was my favorite. Really? The barbecue one? No, that's the third episode. Is the it? second one is in New Mexico, where she meets that trucker. Oh, and it's but we we yeah. open the episode with the lady who works the girl who works at the Seven mm-hmm. Eleven, and the boy who works at the subway across the street, and that's yeah. all that's there. It's yeah. just this little corner store, middle of nowhere. Yeah. And there's also a little mechanic shop with the creepy guy who works there. And he likes the girl at the, at the gas station. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the guy at the subway kind of does, too, but he's, he's, he's a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, you know, trying to launch his TikTok career <laughs> as he's making sandwiches. And he's yep. doing this in the dead of night when he's got a shift and mm-hmm. nobody's around. Yeah. And um, the creepy guy ultimately wins. No, he doesn't. The subway kid wins the lottery. lottery, And the creepy kid pushes him off a roof and stabs him to keep the ticket. Yeah. And, you know, hoping that this will change his life. And it's like 10 grand and not like be for real (laughs) (laughs) he thinks that's gonna get him out of this town away from his uncle dad whatever who owns the mechanic shop who's actually a really nice guy um but you know suffocating him yeah uh and get him the girl at the gas station he's he's one of those like stop giving men microphones vibes and sell vibes um yes for sure and uh yeah we see him dump the body in a truck that's just parked on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Which is also like a diner up the road. And then we see this small woman find the body, yeah. freak out, drag the body to a dumpster, and get <laughs> caught. And we're kind of led to believe, like, is this Charlie? Yeah. This could be Charlie. I don't know, is it? And then we backtrack and we see Charlie, like, befriend this trucker yeah. who's you know, also a small woman. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know, the story unfolds from there. But I loved the scene at the beginning. Like, they always have these captivating characters, right? That's just it. At the get-go. You, every single one of these episodes is an entirely new cast, entirely new situation. You have no emotional connection. Nope. Every time I was locked in. Yeah. I was completely locked in. And that's what I love. And these are, like, longish episodes. Yes. And I'm not... I'm not, like, checking my phone. I'm like, whatever. I am just, like, I am going to watch this. And it's so interesting that they're able to do that, I think, because we know what happened. Yeah. You're not sitting there trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. You know. You know right away. Charlie doesn't know. (laughs) Exactly. And, like, and it's, like I said, every episode is a new thing. We only, like, revisit the, like, Charlie's on the run plot in, like, the last episode. Yeah. There's, like, well, I think in that, well, at the end of that second episode in New Mexico. Yeah. When she's talking, she talks to the the girl at the gas station. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think she has to use the the ATM. Oh, sure. And then she, like, hears from somebody that she'll get tracked down within four hours. Right. And within four hours, um, what's his name? Cliff. Yeah. Shows up. And he's talking to the girl at the gas station. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah. 
She said she was here. Charlie was here. She said something about going to California that she'd never seen the beach or something like yeah. that. And we had already had a line about how she would never go that direction. <laughs> That's right. So this woman was this girl was looking out for her. I loved that. Like I the little too. little touches there. So like that bought her some time. So yeah. we don't we don't see Cliff for a few episodes. Yeah. And yeah, there's a couple of moments sprinkled in there, but it's not like that's the intrigue that's keeping you going. No. Like it's such a pleasant, calm show. About sucked, murder. <laughs> to have sucked me in that hard. Even, yes. Yeah, it's a murder mystery show, but like it's, I don't know, it's not some edgy. It's not dark. Dark. Yeah. Like for all intent and purposes, like it's not dark. Yeah. And heavy. And no. so many shows like that. Are. Yeah, like, that's we would have pitch. had serial killers and cannibals and yeah. blah, 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 and maybe that would get that way if we had a lot more seasons. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, it really never got that gruesome. No. no. It was good. So that was your favorite episode. I huh? think so. I just, I don't know. I just... It was a good one. Enjoyed that element a so much. Start. I also liked, wasn't it at the end, when we, like, followed Cliff around for a while? Yes. We like saw his perspective yeah, because yeah. like he's he the last episode throughout the series he is tracking her down. It's like a year that goes by. Yeah, and he misses her every time. Yeah, so we get to see his frustration. And his that boss is like, he's like, come on, I gotta be doing more important things. And his boss is like, no, you don't. Yeah, just, just go find her. Do this. And so he's like, really? Yeah. So the third episode was the barbecue, barbecue in Texas. With the brother rivalry, and I don't know, he wanted, the one brother wanted to leave? I think so. Yeah, he became vegan. Oh, that's And he was the one who cooked the meat and had the popular barbecue. And he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So his brother killed him. Yep. To protect their business. And his wife, who was also sleeping with his brother, right? Yes. Wasn't that what it was? It was a little icky. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... It was just funny. I think Charlie was working as, like, a server... It was like Big Tent Barbecue, right? Yep. So they have like Texas. a Big Tent Revival radio yep. show and barbecue. Yep. It was a thing. <laughs> it was so fun. That's, is that where she finds the dog? Yes. And then the dog who was causing havoc. It was a mean little dog. Mm-hmm. A delight. I like that one a lot, too. Yep. What was the next one? Um, This was the rock band. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was interesting. And she worked as, like, a groupie, or a roadie for them, yep. setting up their show. And it's, like, a wash-up <laughs> middle-aged singer. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's the lead singer, and this band has been together forever. Mm-hmm. And they used to be big because they had a one-hit wonder type yep. thing. And she that works was at Home Depot now. And the best days of her life, you know. She, between her tours. <laughs> Well, and now they're going to go on tour again, and they're yeah. funding it themselves, basically, yep. and she ends up being their merch girl. That's right, and they meet this young kid, because they need a drum player. Yeah, he's the drummer. And... Did you say drum player? Yes. <laughs> and he, uh, he ends up, like, writing a song that this yep. lady is like, that's going to be a hit. Yep. But so for some reason, she's not willing to... Share royalties or anything with him. So they kill him. So they kill him and take a song. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And like, yeah, the flashbacks is you see Charlie like getting to know this kid. And that's the other fun part too is you see this whole different side of this kid that you don't see. Right. You're just seeing the perspective of the lead singer, you know, putting up with him. The 
ultimately they figure out that he had used um, the theme from the show Benson. Oh. And so it was a copyright issue, and they were not able to market the song. Sorry, that was their comeuppance. <laughs> what was the next one? Um, The Retirement Home with the <gasps> ex-felon that residence. That might have been my favorite, just because I enjoyed those old ladies they so much. They took you for such a ride. Oh, I because enjoyed them. Because you like, go back to the 70s. Yeah. And they're like free love hippies, maybe the sixties, but yeah. And then, like, they were betrayed. Yeah. And you're like siding with these ladies. Yeah. Like this one kind of took you for a yeah. ride. Well, the old man's like in the going, like shows up at the nursing home, and the ladies are like, "We have to kill him." Yep. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, go little old ladies!" Yeah. You kill this like, man. What obviously, did he do to you? They have to kill him. Yeah. Like, one hundred percent. We yep. support your decision. And like Charlie's working at this little nurse, like senior living place. Like, I don't know if it's a nursing home. Yeah. And she's like having fun, doing bingo night with the old ladies. Yeah. Like, she's like, "You're the coolest ladies I've ever met." Yeah. And, and then she finds out. <laughs> That they were all part of an anarchist group that was going to, like, blow up schools yep. because they were anti-establishment with bombs that they were making. Yes. And they got raided by the FBI. Because this guy ratted them out. Yep. And then she was like, Charlie was just like, oh, I guess we sided with the wrong. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are going to murder children. Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. Like, this is not great. And she was like has a showdown with the old ladies yes, and who are like, gonna like, kill her. the crap out of her. And one of them's like in a wheelchair, but she's ripped. <laughs> it's amazing. It was so funny. I do think that might have been... It was my, good. It might have been one of the zaniest episodes, but it might have been my favorite. It was like, fun. Because, yeah, you thought uh, you knew where it was going, and yeah. then it didn't. It's just like, they were such funny characters, those ladies. They were. And, like, it was such a funny look, and, like, Back when you thought they were cool old ladies, too, like, it was fun to see Charlie interacting with, like, right. and that just shows her character, like, mm -hmm. she's just having a good time with these old ladies. She can make friends anywhere. Right. Like, that's what, she's a very friendly person. Yeah. Um, that one might have been my favorite, but I guess we'll have to hear the next one, so. Uh, this was the play. With the couple. Oh, yeah. I didn't enjoy this one very much, but I don't know. When the main plot is uh, infidelity, I'm not a big fan. But then it was, like, reversed, right? Because it wasn't. Oh, but it was. But it was. But it was different. Yeah. Because, was, like, well, they killed his to... wife. Yeah, he married a hot young lady. Yeah. But he was still in love with the age-appropriate love interest that he used to have. Yes. And they were playing it up, like, how could you be with this young woman, you horrible person? But then, like, halfway through, we found out that... They were both in on this scheme to kill this young heiress that he had married and have her money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they, like, ended up, like, accidentally dying, both of them, right? Like, their murder schemes ended up, like, killing them both or I one don't of remember. them. Something like that. I think that. I tuned out. I didn't love that one. Well, it was, like, all about, like, a fake trapdoor on the stage, and it was going to go off at the wrong time and, like, kill somebody, and then it actually did. <laughs> I don't remember. But, yeah, that one was... I remember there were some funny elements of that one. It wasn't my favorite either, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know how you say her name, but it was Jamila Jamil? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was the heiress. The heiress, yeah. She's I love her in she's every funny. form. 
Um, the next one was the race cars. Yeah. Which was a little dark. Oh, yeah. That was with the sabotaging the vehicle. Yeah. And, like, the daughter didn't actually die. That's true. But you thought she did Mm -hmm. for the majority of the episode. And it was kind of like... Uh, I don't know. I didn't like that one very much well, yeah, It's like this old washed-up race car driver who's Arthur Weasley from Harry Potter, okay? And he's also mom from Holes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's, like, washed up. He hasn't won many races. And there's, like, hotshot young kid who's just, like, a jerk and cocky and like gonna win all the races and he decides to sabotage this kid's car so he crashes well he he doesn't want to give up the racing name yeah where his daughter's like i should be able to take it over yeah mm-hmm. and he doesn't want that to happen yeah but then he wants to go out strong or whatever yeah and then yeah the kid sabotages her car and she crashes and oh he, the, the kid sees the old man sabotage his car fixes it and then lets her drive it okay he doesn't dad. fix it yeah he doesn't fix it he, he asks her to race yeah he's like oh you think you're hot stuff yeah, that's right little lady you can drive my car then against your dad yeah and she does and then it does exactly what the dad sabotaged yeah. it to do but and then he realizes his daughter was in there yeah um so yeah i did not i didn't love that one mm-hmm. i think ultimately she was just in a coma yeah. And maybe we didn't think she was dead the whole time, but... There was a time when you did, I didn't. Sure. I did not love that. <laughs> yeah. The guilt of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't my favorite either, but it was still good. I did like her, like, sneaking into his garage and yeah. snooping around the cars and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. That was exciting. Um, so the next one... This is the one with the movie... And oh, the artist, the those horror, the same ones, horror yeah. Movie, yes, yes. But we start off with the couple in the house arguing, and then he poisons, she poisons him, and he jumps to his death. That's right. And um, how did we get here? We had the she has him make a bust of this guy who killed himself. To his death, yeah. Um, and ultimately she needed that in order to unlock his computer, facial recognition. So she, like, found this guy who used to make their props. Because they're they're movie producers or Mm -hmm. directors, yeah. And has him do this, and Charlie is friends with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately they uncover that they were making a movie many, many years before. Yeah. And they lost an actress on set. Yeah. She drowned in a t- t- yeah. tub while well, they were filming. This special effects guy, it was like a sci-fi movie or something, the special effects guy was directing it, and Charlie asks him, like, well, why haven't? Why don't you direct anymore? Mm-hmm. And he tells the story, like, oh, it was my fault, mm-hmm. it was an accident, but she must have felt like she had to push herself yeah, because I was being very nice to she her. Kept, she kept pushing the button to t- turn on the light so they'd cut filming and she could come up. Yeah. And he was like, do better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As though he's lived this guilt all these years. This is Nick Nolte who's playing this this guy. And... We find out that the woman at the beginning unscrewed the light bulb so that she was pushing the button. The girl in the yeah. tank was pushing the button. It yeah. just wasn't showing up. So then she drowned. And... Yeah. 
But they made the movie, and she, the woman who murdered people, um, got her big break. (laughs) Yeah, and they had a successful production company, but apparently she finds out, I think maybe her, the guy who jumped off the cliff, told her about it, I'm not sure. There is old film evidence that shows what she did. Which is why she needed the bust to unlock his computer to delete those files. Where Rowan Blanchard was in that episode, well, who did she play? Because we talked about that. We were like, oh, that's the girl from Girl Meets World. Oh, really? I didn't even realize she was in that. Was she the girl in the maybe, tank? Maybe. Maybe. That's funny. But yeah, so anyway, I don't even know how that all gets exposed, but like Nick Nolte does get to find out. That they think they ultimately like project that at a show or something. Yeah, at her like award ceremony or so like she gala or whatever. gets outed. and anyway it was good because he got the closure of knowing he didn't kill that woman yeah. right <laughs> um that was fun it was weird that was one of the weirder ones it was weird and it was supposed to be i think they tried to film it kind of like like a an old sci-fi horror reanimator movie. type yeah. yeah um the ick is the next one the joseph gordon levitt one yes i okay that one and the old lady ones are my favorite because <laughs> i really liked that one too this, yeah, this one was insane. Like, we open with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, living the same day over and over again in his mansion, where he, yeah. like, gets up and he makes a smoothie and he works out and he plays video games. And yeah. you realize over time that he has an ankle monitor and he can't leave his house and he starts to deteriorate and he's really getting frustrated with this. Like, he gets his DoorDash delivered and he doesn't tip the guy ever and then the guy leaves his food, like, outside the gate. And so yep. he's trying to reach his food without <laughs> triggering the yeah. ankle monitor. <laughs> oh. And then I think... The storm knocks it out. He, yeah, the power goes out. So and so he goes and free. takes advantage of it and he takes out his car. Yeah. And he's tooling around the mountain in the snowstorm like an idiot. Like in the Colorado mountains. As it's blizzarding. Yeah. In a sports car. Yeah. And um, he hits Charlie. <laughs> We don't know it's Charlie. We just know he hits a woman. And, and he, puts he her in his truck. goes to his friend, who's not really his friend anymore, and is like, I need to use the spot. Yeah. And he dumps her in there. But we just know it's a random woman. And, and her pieces are sticking up out of the hole under yep. the tree. And <laughs> then, I don't know, they, they argue. I don't know if that's before or after he dumps yeah. the body. And it's like a creepy little, like, Bates Motel yeah. Lodge that his friend owns and works I at. I like the setting so much for that it one. It was creepy. Too. It was so fun. Um, and she, well, they're arguing in the hotel, that's right, <laughs> and then somebody knocks on the door. Yeah. And they're freaking out because, like, who's, who's in the storm? Yeah. Who would be out in the storm? And they open the door, and there's just a body with a stick laying face down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember when we discover it is Charlie. I think we had our suspicions, but you don't but know the whole time. the other woman pulls up in her car at that point. That's right. So you're like, oh, Charlie's here. Who's the body? Yeah. I don't remember how it's all yeah. discovered, but... But the big flashback was, like, Charlie stayed here because she was driving through the mountains and she met this, like, really hot hippie park ranger man and like oh yeah spent the summer with him she was like oh it's so lovely and then winter came yeah never leaving this place and then like he was broken up with her he was gone winter was there she's stuck in the winter 
and she stumbles across this like um, shoplifter, <laughs> like young girl, um, who steals her stuff repeatedly. Yeah, and they ultimately like try to take drive together out of town or something. I think so. Yeah, um, and then she gets her car stuck in a ditch. Yeah, and I think she goes for help. Can't remember. I she think she does. Charlie gets out of the car, and she's like, "Are you gonna steal my car?" And yeah. she's like, "No." And then she does. Yeah. And she's Charlie's wandering the streets in the dark in the snowstorm. <laughs> I think, and that's when she gets hit. But yeah. she didn't die. She crawled out of the hole. Yep. And made it back to the hotel, and then so did the con woman came back. Yeah, like I right think, as they find Charlie. I think they had like blocked off the road, so she had yeah. to turn around. Yeah, and like so, maybe they would have like just killed Charlie right then and there yeah. when she showed up on the porch. But this other woman's there too now. So then it's so the four of them like, stuck in the hotel so and bad. try not to give away that these guys tried to hide her body. And Charlie's no, nope, no, but neither does the other. She's girl. like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, they're both just like, man, wow, I don't know. Huh? And some of the guys are like, whoa, we don't know either. <laughs> But then we start to uncover that they have a dark past. Yes. Where... There was a missing, like, snowboarder. Yeah. We know and about that in the beginning of the episode. Nobody ever found her. Yeah. And it turned out that Joseph, Gor- Joseph Gordon-Levitt has used the spot before. Yeah. Because he dumped her. Yeah. The snowboarder. Their yeah. friend. In that hole. And yeah. Charlie uncovers it. Yeah. And... And apparently the- his friend didn't know that he killed her. No. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt said it was an accident, and he believed him and helped him hide the body. Yes. But he, like, loved that girl. Right. So that was revealed. I think he... Does he kill him? I don't remember. He, like, tries... Well, somebody slices his ankle monitor off, which he doesn't realize until... Yeah. He gets home, which I think ultimately gets him caught. I don't remember. Because mm-hmm. they put the ankle monitor, like, in the tree. <gasps> that's right. That's right. Where the body is. Yes, that's what they did. And the other woman who kept stealing Charlie's stuff... Yeah. Crashed his fancy car with Charlie's wallet. Yeah. So the news is saying that she's dead. Yeah. So she's like, oh, this is great. I'm in the clear. Nobody's going to find me now. Yeah. And she's like in the hospital with a broken leg and getting fixed up. Yeah. But she's like a Jane Doe. They don't know. Like someone found her and brought her in. And it's like, Charlie's dead on the news. And this is a Jane Doe. And Charlie's like, I'm gonna get I'm a free this. woman. Can you believe but it? But then Cliff shows up at the hospital. <laughs> yep. I don't even know. I don't even remember how he got there. I think. I don't think we know. I think that's the end of the episode. That's what this is saying. Because yeah. then the last episode yeah. is when we walk we through the Cliff. year with Cliff. <laughs> Life. As he's living in hotel motels, <laughs> driving all over the place, yep. not able to find Charlie, on the phone <laughs> with his boss, eating fast food, angry about life. Yep. Feeling uh, neglected, not utilized, not appreciated. Very defeated. <sighs> um, so ultimately, I think he ends up making a deal with Ron Perlman's uh, rival. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're going to try to pin it on Charlie. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the premise of the end of the show. Oh, yeah, they're going to kill Ron Perlman because he's so ticked off at him at this point yeah even though they've been friends forever yeah and he's like this is ridiculous i'm being taken advantage of i don't want to do this anymore so he goes to his rival cliff goes to ron perlman's rival and that's the setup and they're gonna 
pin it on Charlie, and it's like this moment yeah. where he Cliff takes her to Ron Perlman. They're in the casino and they're talking, and then the lights go out. Yeah, and then he gets shot. Ron Perlman does. Yeah, and he has gifted Charlie a gun. Yeah, conveniently right before the lights go out. Yeah, and then she has the gun in her hand. Ron Perlman's shot. The lights come back on, mm-hmm. and it certainly looks like she did it. Yeah, and she um. 100 well you realize in this moment too that ron perlman still likes her and wasn't gonna kill her no yeah like he wanted to bring her back yeah but he's like we can work together we can whatever whatever like yeah. he's got this like big fondness in his heart for charlie well i think he wants to use her yeah but yeah you do get the idea that he kind of likes her a little bit admires her probably and um uh also, rewind another seed that they planted was in the old lady episode that's where she meets the fbi agent Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the old man that's moved into that home is in witness protection program. Oh, yeah. For what he did. For for ratting out the... Yeah. yeah. And his little FBI agent was pretending to be his nephew, like, bringing his (laughs) uncle in. And, um... So she makes friends with this FBI agent, who's one of those guys from the Big Bang Theory, but I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was a delight in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so she does talk to him a couple of times, I yes. think. Anyway, he shows up at the Ron Perlman death. Yeah, scene. and she's, like, talking to him, and yeah, she she's calls like, because I, I didn't do it. Yeah. And he's like, it sure looks like you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um... Yeah, as we go back through it, we figure out that Cliff did it because he was setting her up. Yeah. Um, and I... She goes to her sister's house. I think she hides out there, yep. To, like, get a change of stuff. And then she gets the keys to their father's boat. boat. Mm -hmm. Um. And you realize she and her sister have a lot of baggage where her sister accuses her of, like... Always being there for everybody else, but not her own family, yeah. you know, and I don't know, because Charlie can't get her life together, and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and so it's kind of, uh, she doesn't really know her niece, and you get a little bit of that backstory there for her character, kind of being it, a wanderer. She, I don't think, knows it's Cliff at that point. I don't think so. She calls him, is what this is saying. I don't remember why exactly. Oh yeah, she does. Um. Because she's like, whoa, what just happened, you know? Like, (laughs) um, and then she realizes what he did. Yeah. And, um. But he still, I think, doesn't know. He's like, yeah, come, come find me here, Charlie. I'll help you. We gotta figure this out together. I think he's he's like, tell me where you are. Because she, he shows up at the boat. Mm -hmm. And, um, they fight and she bails just as the FBI shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if she got She sent I, she, their conversation, her conversation with Ron Perlman mm-hmm. was recorded. I think she sent that to the FBI guy. Mm-hmm. Um, this says that Cliff testifies against Hasp. Yeah. Who is the on, rival. Yeah, he turns on the person. And Charlie's is. name is cleared. Mm-hmm. And then we have this rival, Hasp, um, calling her. Yeah. And is like, well, you can work for me or I, I can kill you. Yeah. So we could so, do another season. And then Charlie this the says, the last line is, Charlie destroys her phone and flees in her car, which yeah. is the end of the pilot <laughs> as well. It was just an absolute delight. Yeah. Like, it was very fun. Just revisiting these episodes, I'm just remembering how much fun I had <laughs> during every single one of them. Yeah. Even the ones that weren't my favorite. Yeah. It's like... 
she's just a great character, and mm-hmm. I don't think the show would be what it is without her. No, she did it a wouldn't. fantastic job. It wouldn't. It would, yeah, I loved it. And yeah, like all these random big actors, and there's more people too that I haven't mentioned because I don't remember their names, but like yeah. they're all big names, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for that one scene in the beginning before somebody died. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and. And it's just fun, like, and it's it's pretty to look at, like I said, with the Americana vibes. Well, yeah, and they go all over the country. Like, we started out in kind of the yeah. Southwest, but we were in Milwaukee at one point. Every, and every episode Colorado. feels like a different part of the country. Yeah. Whether they filmed a different parts of the country or not, they made it feel like that. Yeah, you believe that she's on the road. And yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, I loved it. It was fun. And like I said, I mean, just the concept of... Like, yeah, she's got this, like, supernatural ability almost. Yeah. Well, they don't lean into that. They no, don't make it that. It's the only fantastical part of the show. Right. It's the one gimmick they got it to, like, have, exactly. it, have it be where she could figure this out, you know? It's and I just <laughs> like that she doesn't have any formal training. She's not an FBI yeah. agent. She's just is, a lady. <laughs> I guess that's the question. Like, is that the Columbo thing? Did he have that ability? I don't know. Did that's what I wondered. Someone was lying to it me? could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Maybe nope. we should watch Columbo and see. It. Aren't there like a thousand seasons I of that? I think it's like Murder Shiro. Like it just went on and on and on. Ten. Pretty close to it. Started in 1968. <laughs> Impressive. Oh my gosh. He's a homicide detective with the Los Angeles Police Department. There you go. See. Mm-hmm. Meh. Seen it. There was. Also I mean, he probably did it first, but meh. A fondness in my heart watching this because it felt to me a little bit like our book. Like, the flavor, the flavor was a little similar to me in my mind. <laughs> sure. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Obviously just one person, but, you know. Driving around the car and then stumbling in front, solving crimes that you got no business solving crimes about. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Making a mess as you go along. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Little old town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, very man. fun. I loved it. Ten out of ten would recommend, even though we just kind of spoiled everything. <laughs> it's about the ride. It is obviously you find these things out right away in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yep, you know everything before as it's happening. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, I loved it. Definitely would recommend. You have anything else to add? No. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are at Story Analysis Podcast on Instagram. If you want to weigh in on what you'd like to hear next, check us out. And we have a whole backlog of a- episodes you can check out. We're, this is episode... I don't know what episode this is going to be technically, but last I checked, we have 87 episodes. That seems right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We're going to get to 100 pretty soon. Well, we should do something big. We should. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> what you want to see. <laughs> Oh, thanks for joining us. We'll see y'all.